What's up, witches, and welcome to Witch Space. I'm Gemini. And I'm Scorpio. And today we are going to do our summer reading, except it's not reading at all. Well, we are reading. We are reading the small screen. I'm reading subtitles. It's Okay, I meant like we're reading TV shows. We're going to be talking about um, how witches are portrayed on TV, specifically through Charmed, the reboot of Charmed, and the chilling adventures of Sabrina. So that's what we're doing. So we're encouraging people. You know, I mean, yeah, we're we're going out more, but we're still, a lot of things are still closed, so we're still kind of indoor. And since we kind of made a mess of summer reading last year, we promised it was going to be light this year. So this is the summer reading, although we do have books for the next summer reading um, that are definitely light. But we thought, OK, let's take a look at because film and TV shows, if they're done right, you know, they're part of our consciousness. They are part of the literature, the storytelling of our society. So um, should we start with the oldest show, which is Charmed, the original Charmed? Yes. I love the original Charmed. Um So to start with, like, just for context, I never really watched the original Charms, Charmed, the whole way through when it was, like, on TV. Um, I always watched reruns at, like, 7 o'clock in the morning before I went to school. They just happened to be on. We had a TV in our kitchen, so I'd, I'd get, like, half an hour of Charmed, drink a hot chocolate, get on the bus. It wasn't until... Charmed was on Netflix that I was like, screw it, I'm going to watch all seven seasons. And I did. <laughs> I watched all of the seasons that were on Netflix. And it is still on Netflix last I checked, so you can go and watch it. Um, you don't have to watch the whole thing. The first couple of seasons are fun. They're like, you know, this very kind of like looking at a, a family relationship of witches who didn't know they were witches and trying to unpack you know, what that means for them and for their relationship and for their relationships with others. And that was something that I really liked about it because I always wanted, you know, at that age when I was watching it, I didn't really consider myself a witch. So I was like, oh my God, what if I find out I'm a witch one day? And then I did find out I was a witch one day. And so Charmed for me has always been this like kind of fun, nostalgic show about like what happens if you find out you're a witch and also you have three sisters and everybody's super hot and you live in San Francisco. My old like I don't actually have a hot take here. My take is just watch it. It's it's fun. It's something that I like put on in the background if I'm like cleaning. It's not super serious. Even when you get to the later seasons where they're like jumping the shark and there's like I'm no spoilers, but lots of weird stuff happens. It's still like, oh, I can just like clean my house and watch this. It doesn't, I don't have to be like sitting down, like deeply analyzing Charmed, you know? Okay. So my take on the original Charmed is I only like it uh, with the Prue seasons in it. Like that's it. Like once Rose McGowan comes in, it's like, this is a waste of my time. I don't, I mean, it's absolutely soap opera acting in, in my mind, the way they all act. And when she comes in, that soap opera acting gets elevated at notch. And I was just like, okay, I'm done with this. But here's the thing that I found interesting with Charmed is that they play on Wiccan themes, right? So there is something, somebody along the line in this thing either read up up about Wicca, it was Wiccan or something or other. So you have that, which is kind of interesting. You know, but they have to fight demons, you know, they're basically Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but they're witches because that's what sells, right? Witches have to be have superpowers not normal powers they have to have these cartoonish powers right um so for that reason i mean i kind of like them but they're they're one note you know they're just a one note show it's the same thing you know it's over and over again i think one of the things that i did like was the relationship of the sisters um i forgot who plays the middle kid but when Prue does die and what she goes through, you know, mm-hmm. um, the loss, the mourning, I thought that that was really poignant. And I thought that it was something you don't really see in shows like that too much. Well, of course, they got rid of the character, but um, they had a lot of different episodes like that, you know, where yeah. it makes you think about the relationships around you. And I think that's what, you know, that. gave charmed its charm. It also brings me into... Thank sort you. of the juxtaposition between 
what I'll call old charmed and new charmed because there has been a reboot. Um, the reboot is in its second or third season, I think. There's two seasons on Netflix, so I assume that there's a third season know. out there somewhere. Um, they changed the premise a little bit. They kept the house, but the witches now are three. Um, they're three Hispanic sisters. Two of the sisters grew up together. One of the sisters, kind of Rose McGowan, shows up having been, you know, in a separate family, thinking her mom had died. And I'm going to be really honest with the listeners. I got through uh, the pilot, and that was it. Because where the original Charmed was all about the relationship between the sisters and, like, how their bond creates this power of three, and and the power creep of, like, their enemies is slower. You know, they start out fighting baseline like basic demons and then eventually get up to like fighting the source of all evil this just immediately jumped the shark the pilot episode immediately we get the new sister showing up we see the mom die which like i did i don't like i don't i loved in the old charms how things just kind of like exploded into fake ash i don't like like death and and that sort of stuff so it was really creepy to me to have this poor woman like painted in like super sallow like it was just gross it's they tried to take charmed and like jump to the seasons that were these like you know world ending seasons in one episode they packed so much conflict and so much information into one episode that there really was no relationship. They were kind of like telling us that these were sisters who cared about each other, but there was nothing to show that development. Um, you know, there's a conflict between the two sisters that live together very early in the episode, and then boom, the conflict is now solved because we found out we're witches, and suddenly I'm not angry about the death of my mother anymore. Or this woman shows up at the house and says, I think I'm your sister. And by the end of the episode, they're all laying in bed together talking about their childhoods. It just was so fast. I mean, they are trying to find the demon that killed their mother. And by the end of the first episode, they're pretty sure they've done that. So, like, what's the point in me watching the rest of the season? Like, they've given me nothing to grow with. They've given me nothing to latch on to. There's no characters that I look at and I'm like, I'm excited to see where you're going because... They're not going anywhere. They also have a guy. Oh, the white lighter, the British who's dude. Like there, I yeah. forget his name. He's weird. But the difference—the difference between when we had um, Leo come in as a white lighter, and this guy—is that I almost feel like this guy takes on. Yes. And maybe it's because he's British. Yes. A Giles character, like he's the watcher, versus the white lighter who is like working with them and trying to guide them. But he's still kind of like you know his role is different. And this guy just seems to be like a know-it-all, like telling them what to do. So we need a white guy to tell these Latinx women what to do. That's the first thing that kind of bugged me. And like Leo's whole thing was an arc. Leo showed up and you didn't immediately know that Leo was going to be a white lighter. Yeah, exactly. Or what a white lighter meant. Exactly. And here we are in the first episode of the first season. The show is basically like, oh, you've seen Old Charmed. So we're just going to jump right in. Yeah, yeah, um, part of my problem with the new, char- and I didn't, I think I watched maybe two or three episodes. It was just charmed with a different ethnic group. And if you're going to have these witches, and I think it would be fascinating if the one that was not raised with them had a different witch tradition than the other one, you know, so we could show like, well, she was raised by these um people from Central America versus the Caribbean or versus South America, right? So we could see the different types. And even within those groups, there's going to be different types of brujeria. It would have been interesting if that was the crux of it instead of we're back to being charmed because, you know, okay, so now, you know, they're different, but they're not really. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, it's really funny because I don't know that we're ever going to be portrayed on television the way we really are. And I don't know that we even want that. Who's going to watch a show about us? I mean, think about what we do on a daily. It's not, I'm not fighting the source of all evil. So there's nothing exciting there. Yeah. Right? I kind of think about it in the way that like, 
I spend a lot of time on Twitter, and I spend mm-hmm. a lot of time on like sci-fi and fantasy Twitter, okay, or like D and D Twitter, and a lot of the tweets that come up, a lot of the conversations that happen are around representation and how it's important to have characters who are gay or, you know, a variety of races, et cetera, et cetera, who have disabilities just existing in the world, right? Like it doesn't have to be a character where if they, you know, have a disability where every single time they're there, they're talking about their wheelchair and it's all about the wheelchair and how inconvenient or how convenient the wheelchair is. Just have a character who has a wheelchair exist in the space. So for me, I would love to have a character who was a witch of some kind just exist in a narrative. Right. Right. Like just be wearing a pentagram or be, you know, talking about how on this day I have to like go out to nature or whatever. I don't, I, I would not personally watch a show about like real life witches because that would just be a sitcom and I don't watch sitcoms. Oh, I watch sitcoms. I mean... That made me think of what we do in the shadows, the vampire sitcom, which is phenomenal. Yeah. I love the movie and and the TV show is as good, if not better. Um, there's a great article, sorry, not article, essay um, by Nancy Mayers, M-A-I-R-S, called Disability that talks exactly about that. Like, why can't we just have characters um, exist? And I think TV's gotten better. I mean, when you think about Family yeah, Guy, for sure. you've got Joe. And very few times is his disability mentioned. I mean, they have to talk about everybody because they have to write a storyline about everybody. <laughs> but for the most part, he's just there. He's just one of the guys, you know. Um, so, yeah, that would be kind of cool. But I think that the minute you do, you do have a character like that, it's almost expected that you have to talk about it. And you have to. And if you're going to talk about it, God forbid this person's just, you know, a person. Now they, yeah. you know, do something else. They, they go above and beyond. I get very lucky in the media that I consume because I actively do not consume like sitcoms and like, you know, the, the adult cartoons that play on Fox. Like I don't, I don't, cons- I'm going to say I don't consume anything mainstream, but I'm like very in my niche, like fantasy sci-fi kind of stuff. Yeah. So like She-Ra came out. She-Ra has a character with two dads. She-Ra has character, a character who is like very clearly coded as autistic and they're just the characters. It's just like how they exist in the world, but they get away with that because She-Ra happens in a magical fantasy land where you don't have to think about, you know, how does this character live in, like, New York City? Like, there's no reality there, so they can bend the reality to be something you don't have to discuss. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I get, I'm spoiled by that because I don't consume fantasy. I don't consume anything but fantasy. I get to just dive into a world where the rules are different. Yeah. I'm more of an adult swim, robot chicken, Bob's Burgers. That's where I'm kind of... Yeah, even when I watch, like, thinking of adult swim, like, even when I watch anime, I'm only really watching animes that are, like, fantastical. Because even, like, real-world animes, I think the only one that I can think of that I watched is Oran High School Host Club, and that's not a real-world anime. It's, like, rich kids at rich kids' school. So by actively not consuming anything that looks like real life, I don't have to deal with the problems of real life. Which is nice. It's a nice escape. Yeah. And, you know, I wonder if, well, if these TV shows are meant to do that. But the, the thing is, we are being represented on TV yeah. and in movies. So what does that do for us? In other words... Does that help us to become more noticeable in a positive way? Like, you know, it's just it's just a thing. Or does it actually hurt because we're not actually like the Sanderson sisters? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody loves yeah. Hocus Pocus, um, but it still perpetuates that whole idea of, you know, there's the flip side of witchcraft, right? They're all evil. They're all hexing. They're all, they're going to get you. They're going to take the children, you know, this whole kind of thing um, versus the charmed, which is, you know, does that even help? Does that help our image to have a show where, whether it's the old Charmed, new Charmed, where we have witches that kind of sort of act like real witches in that there's some basis, right? They have a book of shadows and whatnot, and some of the ideologies are the same, but they're not. I mean, I think that really is the difference between old Charmed and new Charmed for me, because old Charmed felt like real people. Like, was it over the top and, like, not necessarily well acted? Absolutely. But, like, there were real people having real issues with their real family versus 
when you pack so much information into that first episode that I can't get invested in your characters, why do I want to watch the characters? Right? There's no real relationship there for me to get attached to. I'm curious to know if anybody um, who's listening to us has stayed with Charmed, the new Charmed. And please tell yeah. us, like, should we have stuck with it? Like, maybe it gets better. Maybe there's so much more to it. I would love to know because I have no idea. I, I also stopped, you know. I had this whole game plan that I was going to set aside, like, three days and just binge watch the two seasons. And I, like, stopped the first episode repeatedly and had to talk myself through finishing the episode. Wow. It's got this very, like, CW acting, which Charmed was on the WB, which turned into the CW, but I feel like the CW really leans into this, like, soap opera, like, overly dramatic acting dynamic, which I I don't like. It's just a personal preference. I don't like the CW. Wasn't Buffy on the CW and and Supernatural, too? Supernatural's still on the CW, Buffy was on WB, so CW became WB. Oh. I feel like the CW is the natural, like, endpoint. So, like, WB was very dramatic. Like, we've seen Charmed. Like, it's it's over the top. But over time and this switch into the new name, it's almost like they cranked everything up to 11. Hmm. So instead of being, like, a little bit soap opera-y, it's now just soap operas in different settings. So I personally, I don't like that. You know, um, you don't watch American Horror Story at all because you don't do horror. No, because it's scary. It's interesting yeah. because the third season and then Apocalypse, I don't know what season that was, season seven, we have yeah. the witches, we have the coven, right? Season three was called Coven. And then the witches came back. And I feel like witches went nuts in a positive way like they just loved yeah coven i know i did i mean that's probably my favorite season and yet the funny thing is there's so many things there that i go really yeah do you know what i mean like i just you know but more than charmed which i think was trying to portray witches in a positive not try that's what that's their whole thing to help people to protect the innocent to um put themselves in harm's way to protect other people like absolutely and then you have then you have Coven, where they're not a high yeah. priestess, the supreme of all witches, Jessica Lang, who I adore so much, um, is just a jerk. I mean, she's just horrible. But you love her. And there's something about Coven, that season, that I feel a lot of witches resonated with. And I've tried to think about why. Like, why is it for me? And I think it's because it's that cross between... This is real. Yeah. I mean, when you think about Cordelia and her mother, right, she can't live up to her mother's expectations. The mother's a supreme. So Fiona's like looking down at Cordelia or making it tough for her. And Cordelia kind of has to rise, you know, from the beyond the shadow of her mother and all this stuff. So you have real situations. You have real situations with Queenie having to deal with um, Madame LaLaurie, who comes back from, well, she was never dead. Because um, Marie Laveau planted her, uh, like, like a plant, she planted her. So, mm-hmm. so you have issues of real life. You have real. What do you do? Yeah. But at the same time, you have this power that I think was very attractive to to real witches. The idea that you have to stand by your coven. You have to stand by your sisters. I think the problem I had that was never raised, and I wonder if it's ever going to be raised, is that they took real people, right? I mean, they take real situations like, you know, Roanoke. You know, we don't know what happened to them. So, you know, something was made up, but that was a real thing. People disappeared. So you have these witches, and they're supposed to be the people, the real witches of Salem, Mm -hmm. that are now in New Orleans. So they took real people. Um, Madame LaLaurie was a real woman that existed. Her husband was this twisted doctor that performed experiments on their slaves. Horrific, horrific things. And then you have um, Marie Laveau, who's a real was a real person, voodoo queen of New Orleans. But, I mean, this might sound crazy. I almost feel like they wanted to mm-hmm. soften Madame LaLaurie. Um, Kathy Bates played her beautifully. 
But you know, like they put her in these positions and yes, she's racist, but then she starts to form a bond with Queenie. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, you, you can't, that, that really bothered me. Right? Like, don't now make this person sympathetic. And then Marie Laveau, who has become like a, a legend, a myth almost, is supposedly making deals with Papa Legba, who in this incarnation is like the devil. It's like saying, is Hades the devil? No, Hades isn't the devil. He's in the underworld. And her prize, or not her, she, her prize is she lives to forever. She's immortal. But she has to give up babies. Yeah, that's a very weird, and by weird, I mean, that's a conscious decision that somebody made that's like a really bad choice. I mean, if you said Fiona did it, I'd believe it. Because her character was just so vile. But you took a real character from life and you did this and it just, okay, I mean, it did bother me. It bothered me the entire time when I realized that's how she got her. I was just like, why? Why are you, why did you write this this way? And it's a very common thing that's leveled against non-Christian faiths. Like it's something that's been said of Jewish people for centuries it's something that's been said of people who practice hoodoo and voodoo they're stealing babies they're killing babies they're sacrificing babies to the devil so by taking that and making it a part of your narrative you're like legitimizing that and that's right i don't want i don't want it i don't want it (laughs) right yeah i agree um the movie the witch but that's that movie is just something completely different you know, the witches in the beginning do take a baby and they kill the baby and they put it in a mortar and pestle. But that's like the first five minutes. Yeah, it's gross. And I was like, oh, I don't think I can do this movie. And then it's completely different. Mm-hmm. It's that was on Netflix. If you can get over the first five movies, the first five movies, first five minutes, you can get over the first five minutes. I recommend it. Like, just get through I would what just they do with the it. baby. And then I would just skip you it. Could skip it. And then what happens afterwards, it's really more about women and mm-hmm. and how they're perceived and um than it is about you know like witchcraft witchcraft so i think you would like it but it's just you have to get through the first five minutes um and then we have another show or, or should we still talk about charms i don't know we should go from one prude to the other so segueing from one prudence to the other um i just like shows that have a prudence in them i guess yeah so we're talking about the chilling adventures of Sabrina that I adore. Now, I have to say, I grew up, my mom loved comic books. And when I was younger, she would get me Archie's, you know, when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So, of course, Sabrina is it, you know, comes from Archie's. So I used to read Sabrina. And I don't think the chilling adventures of Sabrina are that different from who Sabrina is. I mean, her aunts in the original used to dress... They were green. They kind of had... Were they green? I don't know. But they definitely had, like... They were definitely crones, mm-hmm. you know, with the traditional hats and all that. Um, and you always knew that Sabrina was kind of like, you shouldn't be doing that, wink, wink. You know, like... Mm-hmm. Um, she was good, but, you know, she was cheeky. But that was also... I don't know when those comic books were originally written. The 50s? The 60s? I don't even know. Um, and then The Chilling Adventures came out as a comic book. And I read it. And I fell in love. And then came the TV show. And she's got the same issue, right? Does she want to be with her humans? Does she want to be a witch? And I'm not going to give any spoilers because I think if people are interested, this is darker, you know, obviously. Uh, This is, I'm trying to think, compare it to, I guess, I don't think that it's as dark as American Horror Story can get. But it's definitely getting, going in that direction. Um, <laughs> which means I'm not watching it. I don't, I mean, I think it's, it's really good. And I think this is the direction that perhaps Charmed wanted to go into. Mm-hmm. Because you have a cast that's representative of the world. Um, you have a character that is going through transition, what it means to finally say, I'm going to live my truth mm-hmm. and I'm going to be open about it. And the struggles, it's not like, you know, they're not painting it like, okay, I just told everybody and everybody embraced him. No, there was, this person is struggling, you Mm -hmm. know. But his friends are good to him. Like, his friends are just solid, right? The way friends should be. But there are still things out there in the world um, 
just like in reality. So when you're talking about fantasy, it is supposed to mimic a real situation. Mm -hmm. But I feel that the minute you start adding supernatural elements, things that can't happen in the world, you go into fantasy land. Yeah. Right. And I think that Sabrina is definitely more fantasy than um, than Charmed. I think Charmed, you know, they have real jobs. Yeah. You know, so you see the real world more. You know, Phoebe goes to school in the beginning and, you know, Prue worked in a, not a gallery. She, I have no idea what Prue did. Um, she used to, oh God, it was like, didn't they do auctions? So she used an appraiser or something like that. Oh of like yeah, that, like, like, an, like an art historian or like something. Yeah, something yes. like that. And, and then you had Piper, who was a cook, and then eventually yes. she opened P3, and then, you know, Prue became a photographer. Like, things just kept evolving. Yeah. So they had one foot in the real world in that they needed to bring in a real paycheck. Yeah. Sabrina, her aunts are, they run a funeral home. I yet to see a body come in. So what do they live off of, you know? And um, it just seems like some people have jobs and some people don't, and mm-hmm. they're all just kind of existing. So that's really cool, and I think that's where Charmed, the reboot, could have taken some lessons from like the idea that what are some real things in the world just by making everybody Latinx and making some of them gay and yeah like what are some of the real issues going on I think they missed it Sabrina also missed a couple of things that might be well not might be they're kind of upsetting so people who haven't seen it there's a scene, you know, Prudence is part of the Weird Sisters, which I love. As an English teacher, I loved this idea of bringing the Weird Sisters of Macbeth into this. So you have these three young women, you know, um, they're kind of mean girls at the school. Yeah. Right? I'm just trying to give you this background because I know you haven't seen it. Um, and Prudence is kind of like the ringleader. She's played by uh, Tati Gabrielle. So, of course, they hate Sabrina because Sabrina's... And here's the thing. So... The character of Prudence, her father is um, the Church of Knights Reverend, Reverend Blackwood. And she's his daughter. Now, he's white. Her mother was black. Was because she's not in the show. And I can't tell you I remember if she died or, or what happened. He's married to somebody else. So we have a character that's biracial. And then Sabrina, her mother's mortal. Her father was a witch. And... Prudence calls her a half-breed. <laughs> That's a choice. And it's like, oh, yeah. It's like, all right, I don't know why we're going there. But okay, so maybe that was like a conscious political thing to have this biracial character call a white character who is, uh, you know, I don't know. But then, and this is, I don't know if it's the first episode. It's the first season for sure. Uh, there's, of course, they want to get rid of Sabrina. Because Sabrina Prose is a threat because she's obviously really powerful. And we find out later on why. Um, I think it's the second season we find out, if not the third, exactly what's going on with Sabrina. But so they, they go to put a noose around Sabrina's uh, neck. But then Sabrina, like with her magic, is able to put a noose over all three sisters and kind of hang them up. Okay, considering that one of the characters is African-American, it's like, okay, that's just a awkward and uncomfortable choice to have this character now hanging. And of course, they don't die because they're the weird, weird sisters. They have to continue. But it's still mm-hmm. the imagery is, um, is disturbing. Um, and then, of course, you know, that comment that was made. You know, interestingly enough, the, um, the show also stole an image from, yeah, the Satanic Temple without their permission and then they were sued and the statue had to come down so i feel like i feel like somebody behind the scenes at that show needs to you know i don't know do a little bit more research and figure out what they're doing but all in all it's a good show but here's the thing i i don't even think of her as a witch and that's because well her okay so her sisters her sisters sorry her aunts are members of the church of night that changes things change as the seasons keep going but basically they just they worship satan it's it's mm-hmm. you know so that's a completely different take than even yeah. coven right or or charmed so while we think oh wow this is fun just like hocus pocus is fun is it detrimental the fact that so many people are watching these shows especially like sabrina sabrina was very popular i don't know how yeah. popular it is now you know 
out of sight, out of mind. The last season came out and now everybody's waiting for the next season. Yeah, because no matter what you say about Charmed, whether or not you enjoy the new reboot or not, the place that Charmed comes from very clearly is that these are normal people. You shouldn't be afraid of them. They're doing good for the world. And it really does ground itself in, especially original Charmed, in Wiccan teachings, right? Not necessarily completely accurate, but definitely grounds itself in like, this is this is semi-Wiccan and it is good. Is it helpful then to have a show come out and be like, oh, well, all witches worship the devil? Right, like obviously Satanists exist, but not all Satanists are witches and not all witches are Satanists. And we've been told for generations that all witches worship the devil and murder babies and all of this. And do we want those things to be validated in the cultural consciousness? You know, for somebody who loves horror, this is a big problem I have because I love The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. They do other things, little nods to literature, like um, Dorian Gray is real. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. And he runs the bar somewhere. I'm just trying not to say all these things in case people haven't seen it. But, you know, they're like little cute touches. And there's more throughout Sabrina that I really like. Um, I like that these characters are evolving. Mm -hmm. It's something I didn't really see. Yeah. You know, with Charmed, their powers grow and they become adults from being young adults to like, you know, people with kids or people who get married and like, yeah, okay. But there's something about the growth in the characters in Sabrina, this idea of starting the show with these kids who, you know, are just trying to navigate their world and deal with real world problems like being bullied or whatever um, to like really reflecting on what they want from life. Mm -hmm. Even if it's a supernatural thing, like what do I want out of being a witch or what do I want from, you know, and even questioning your faith. Yeah. That's a big, that's a big spoiler. There's a big questioning your faith moment for characters in Sabrina. So as supernatural as it is, and that's a different show, but as supernatural <laughs> as Sabrina is, there are elements where you go, yeah, I can relate to this. Yeah. I think in a lot of ways, it probably does remind me of Buffy, you know, yeah. in that regard, in that, you know, as much as it was a little over the top and the acting is very campy, it's the 90s, it's whatever. But there are metaphors in there for high school years, for figuring out college yeah. years and then moving on and getting a job. Like there's metaphors there for, for life. And I think that that's something Sabrina has. What it does for us as witches, I don't know, but... We definitely don't hate it. Yeah, that's true. August rolls around. And one of the first pictures you start seeing on social media, everybody's gone to Michael's and everybody starts buying. I mean, myself included, I start buying all this stuff mm -hmm. and I think it's fantastic. And, you know, do I own an actual like, you know, those goofy witches hats? I own several. Like, you know, there's something about the image that we don't hate. And I think that's another reason why it keeps getting perpetuated in in um, my question is in our pop is culture. it just because we're latching on to any representation is it just like there are witches in this and therefore i'm excited about it um you know cuz i yes and no i have i have a lot of thoughts going on that i'm trying to keep in order i think part of it for me at least is i like the idea of these shows because i like the idea that there are witches. Like, especially, like, right. we'll talk about books, and that's a whole nother can of worms in another episode. But, like, if there's a witch in it, I'm going to read the book. It might not be a good book, but I'm going to read the book. Um, so part, like, yeah, part of it is just I want to watch a show where they're kind of like me, but kind of not. Right? If, if they made, like, a, a show about a chick who was Hellenic, and had, like, a smidgen of superpowers, that would be my favorite show. I'd own all the merch. I'd tell everybody to watch it. Like, I'm just <laughs> being realistic. But it also then means we have to be really critical as witches about the way that our participation in the media validates the media. And I think that one of the things that Charmed, the new Charmed, I mean, also the old Charmed, but definitely the new Charmed, and Sabrina both really need or would benefit from 
is either like sensitivity writers or for the people on the writing team to actually listen to the sensitivity writers. Because I think that New Charmed should have made real Hispanic people and not just caricatures of witches to be on the show. I think Sabrina needed to be more considerate of the way that you're going to portray a black biracial character in this narrative. Like when we are seeing witches and they're not in just a completely new universe, you now have to consider, the writers have to consider how that affects real people watching the show. I mean, to be fair, like I said, Sabrina's barely real. Um, But yeah, they do dip their toe into reality. So it is something that you keep in mind. You know, I personally, I love to consume witch stuff. So some of my favorite movies are, well, old movies. You know, I love old movies. So I Married a Witch with Veronica Lake. She's evil. Dad's evil. She gets reincarnated. But oops, she falls in love with the mortal. And away we go. And I believe, no, I don't know if it was that or Bell, Book, and Candle that was the inspiration for Bewitched. So I don't know. But Bell, Book, and Candle is a movie with Kim Novak and Jimmy Stewart. And all these beautiful women just always falling in love with Jimmy Stewart. I never saw it. You know, saw the appeal to Jimmy Stewart. But it's a great, great, no, that's the, I think that was the um, inspiration for Bewitched. But anyway, you know, again, she falls in love with a mortal, what that does to her. Um, And that could just be a metaphor for how women feel, you know losing themselves because they've fallen in love and now it's all about him and where do I go from this and how about what I want to do especially when you're thinking about the 60s you know we're talking about a different time um did you ever watch the love witch no but I have seen screenshots and like clips of it that's oh I don't know if that's Amazon Prime or what but that's brilliant because first of all it looks like a 60s film but it's not it was made like in 2018 or 17 or something like that um, so if you, if you've ever consumed those type of films from that back then, this is, re- it's really good. It's just really interesting. Um, but again, you have, and the love witch is interesting because it really is, I think that there definitely were definitely, uh, witches that help, either help to write it or, mm-hmm. you know, produce it or whatever, guide them on the way, you know, um, we'll have to probably talk about movies in a different podcast. Yeah. Cause I could do an entire thing just on the way Studio Ghibli changed my view of witchiness what studio ghibli like my neighbor totoro spirited away it's an anime production house that makes like fantastic movies yeah i don't know oh okay oh man i have a list for you we could i could do a whole episode just on the witches in those movies and the witches also yeah okay oh man I'll watch them. I'll watch them. Yes. But if I'm going to watch a bunch of anime, you no. got to watch at least one scary witch movie. No. One. No. Yes. No. You can choose it. Never mind. We'll choose do it. I choose it for you. We'll do an episode like this where you talk about horror and I'll talk about anime. Perfect. I think you should watch The Craft. I think you should watch The Craft. You know what we should do? We should zoom it. So yeah. So that I can share my screen. And then I, I want to see your reactions. That might be a thing we could do. It has to be at night, though. But we're like, not watching the craft during the day. But you know, now that we mentioned Bewitched, because everybody knows Bewitched. Yeah. Um I remember, you know, those TV shows were always on TV when I was growing up. Like just yeah. all these old shows. And people were always complaining about I Dream of Genie. Now I know this is not a witch, she's a genie. Yeah. But she called her master master. And people said that's terrible. You know, um, that's not feminism. And I thought, no, she's a genie. And even when they had male genies, they called their masters master. I mean, that's the whole point. The genie in the lamp. She came from a lamp. She was not a human being. She was a genie. Then you have Samantha Stevens, whose husband, when he finds out she's a witch, he spends so many episodes just telling her, I forbid witchcraft. Like, you cannot do that. And when her mother comes over and her aunts come over and her cousin comes over, she's telling them, no, 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 Darren's going to get mad. Darren's going to get mad. I felt that was yeah. worse for feminism than a genie um, who isn't, who's like this 
pixie type of person. Like she's she's not real. Yeah. Samantha, even though she's a witch, and there were there was some pushback. I'm not saying she was a complete pushover, but she I don't know. She reminds me of those housewives that, I mean, she was a housewife. She didn't yeah. work, and all she wanted to do was please her man. And if you know, which is why I loved Endora. I loved her mom because she was just like oh, and she never said his name right. It was like you are beneath me. So there was a little bit of of a balance, right? And maybe it was the time period. You didn't want to have Samantha being this, you know, yeah. I'm a feminist, which is wrong, but okay, they decided to do that. But you had Endora just kind of like, um, you're a toy. You're not even real. So why should I even learn your name? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and I did enjoy that. What, what has that done for Witchdom? I think that show was on for a really long time because it just kept, it was syndicated. Yeah. And they were, I mean, honestly probably the nicest example because even though they hated Darren they weren't like they didn't kill him yes you know it was a comedy so they did a lot of goofy things to him but you always knew at the end he wasn't hurt he never ended up in the hospital um they never hurt anybody they played with humans they thought it was funny but they didn't hurt anybody there is a statue of uh the bewitched lady in Salem right well you know why because this show is set in Salem? No, the show's not set in Salem. Um, later on, God, I don't even know how many seasons this thing had, but um, they switched Darren's, and the second Darren I thought was worse. He was just much more obnoxious. But anyway, um, there's an episode where they travel back in time and they end up in Salem. Oh, that's cute. So it turns out, yeah, so it turns out the crew actually went to Salem to record that. So it's not just, you know on set somewhere it was you know in hollywood they actually went yeah and it kind of you know revitalized this whole idea of witches in salem and ooh, let's go visit salem so it was kind of nice for tourism too yeah supposedly i think that was i don't even know when that was late 60s 70s i really don't know when bewitched ran i just have this idea that all these shows were on when i was a kid so they all came out then which is wrong yeah no i definitely get that i feel that way about adam's family i think gilligan's island I always yeah, remember watching Gilligan's Island with my parents, like, before bed, and that shit was old when I was watching it, so... Yep. Yeah. I'm always surprised when I see the date on a show, and I go, wait, I wasn't even... I wasn't around yeah. when the show first aired? Because to me, it's it's my generation's show. Absolutely. No, it's not. Yeah. The Monsters, not my generation, but I felt like it was. Mm-hmm. You know, The Addams Family, yep, that was a my generation show, right? Nope. Wrong. But, yeah. I think it's important for us as we're talking about tv shows that witches are interested in to recognize um that like every single thing that we consume is going to be quote-unquote problematic in some way or another Mm. it doesn't mean you can't participate in or consume this media but if we pretend like they're not problematic that's when we ourselves become problematic. Like, if you watch Bewitched and you never have a moment where you go, yeah, like, it's it's not really feminist for Samantha to act like this, but the show is fun. Or, you know, Charmed really doesn't do a good job of showcasing the fact that its main characters are Latinx, but it's fun for some people to watch. Or, you know, the original Charmed. There's, like, no people of color in it. That's bad. But it's fun to watch yeah. while I'm doing the laundry. Right. Accepting the problematic parts of the media you consume doesn't mean that you are pro or in support of those things. It's accepting the fact that we do not have perfect media right now. We are in a world where, unfortunately, no matter what you do, there is something wrong with what you're consuming. And you can either consume nothing, which sucks... Or you can say, I'm going to watch this thing that I enjoy, but I'm also going to understand why it might be harmful or hurtful to somebody else. And I think that's the difference between watching something and reading something, which is why we said summer reading. Yeah. You know, consume some of these things that we're talking about. You know, some of these TV shows. Um, If you've never seen them, they're probably on Hulu or Netflix or Amazon Prime or even YouTube. I think we'll everything we've talked about is on Netflix. Yeah. I think we did a whole Netflix episode. So, you know, it, it's, it's, I don't know. I think it's good to know some of these things because that's where your neighbors might be getting their reference for witches. Yeah. 
you know? So that when you say you're a witch, maybe they don't take you seriously because they're like, oh, do you wiggle your nose, wiggle your, wiggle your nose mm-hmm. and, you know, boom, something happens, you know? Um, and I, I, I can't even say it's evolved because when I think about the older movies, they're just as problematic as what we have now. It hasn't really yeah. changed. You know, what's changed between I Married a Witch and um, Hocus Pocus? And Hocus Pocus 2 is coming out and I'm going to see it. Oh, I had yeah. problems with Hocus Pocus for a really long time. Because um, I was just like, oh God, not another movie where babies are eaten and, you know, they yeah. weren't eaten, but you know what I mean, like where people are, are harmed. But, you know, it's Ben Midler and, you know, it's going to win me really over. You can't really ever turn down a Ben Midler movie. I know. She's just fantastic. So, yes. But I do look at things critically even when I love them. So even if I love American Horror Story, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, okay, so what are they really saying? And yeah. where are people going to get this wrong? And and I really wish if somebody has seen the new charm and has gotten past the first couple of episodes, let us know if it changes because I'm willing to jump back in. It's just I it will didn't just skip to the episode. It gets good. <laughs> like, some, I have no problem as, with that. Yeah. As somebody who's Hispanic, I was I had such high hopes. So then I was like, yeah, okay, I'm done. There's nothing special about them. They're just kind of like, you know. Yeah. I, I just wanted people. Like, I'm gonna, we all know that I'm a very white lady. I probably wouldn't have noticed if they had, like, screwed up Hispanic representation. Mm. They had no representation. There were not people in the first episode. It was just archetypes. Mm. Like, give me a person and I will give you the room to grow in a narrative. You can absolutely screw up the first season of something, but if you give me people that I'm invested in, I will give you a second chance. If you don't give me people, there's nothing I can do about it. I think that's what I like about Sabrina. You definitely have people, you definitely have people who grow, who make a lot of mistakes, um, and they don't have to be punished for it. They just have to grow from their mistakes. And I think that's something you do see in Sabrina, and it's something that I really like. And I think that, you know, they're not just putting in people for the sake of people. There's a character in Sabrina called Ra. Her name is Roz. Um, she's African-American and she has the gift of sight that comes from her grandmother, that comes from her, her family line. I'm hoping they develop something with it into something else, mm-hmm. you know, because she's not a witch. So that could be, that's promising. You know, that's really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of different tropes in Sabrina that I think are are interesting to look at. Um, the character of Lilith and Adam and Lucifer, you know, they're they're made flesh. You see them; they interact. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Um, I don't know, but I think you're right. They're not going to get everything right, and they may not always be sensitive to things, but it's out there. So, do you embrace it or not? I, I like it. Is it going to change people? No, I think we're going to change people. Yeah. You know? Um, I don't think getting rid of this stuff is is going to change people, and it definitely doesn't bother me, you know? Yeah. So, so we'll see. So if anybody out there wants to make a movie about a Hellenic with superpowers... She will spend all her money on merch, and that'll be I good. will literally, I'll, like, go on tour and tell people how important. Like, I'll go to cons in full cosplay, just being like, you need to watch this show. That'd be so cool. That'd be so cool. So I want to know from people listening, what TV shows with witches should we have talked about? Yeah. Is there something, even if it's from another country, maybe, you know, we can find one that's got subtitles. I don't like dubbed anything. I like to hear the natural, like, recording. It depends on what I'm watching. Like, if I'm watching it, so I watch a lot of anime, for those who are listening. Um, if I'm watching an anime for, like, the second or third time, I'll watch it dubbed. But I like to watch the first time subbed if I can get it, because I feel like you get the vibe better. But if I'm watching something multiple times, like, I already know what happens. Right, just, got it. We could just speed through it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I want to know, is there any... TV show or even a movie. Yeah. Then maybe we should see. Are we telling everybody what we're doing next week or do we next episode? We could. So basically we're going to be talking about religion versus spirituality and 
that's as far as we have we know it's kind of like that realm we're going to be tackling that idea um so if anybody wants to chime in or ask us questions on instagram before if you thought this was deep just wait yeah we say that and watch it like not be deep at all but we're hoping yeah we thought this was going to be the light fingers crossed yeah yeah this is the light episode okay i don't think we're capable of that also can summer end because it's too hot already it's barely summer and it's like a billion degrees out. It's the humidity. It's just the lower Hudson Valley is disgusting. I'm ready for fall. I'm done. I agree completely. Yeah. Just fast forward. If Which one is the charmed that can control time? Piper? Yes. If Piper could just move us into the future, that would be amazing. I thought she just froze stuff. Exploded stuff. Yeah, but... By the end of the season, she got, like, mad powerful, so oh, I feel okay. like she could do it. Oh, okay. See, I didn't finish watching it. Like, Prue died, I watched one more season, and season I was like, I'm done. Season seven was weird. Duh. It's good. You should do it. Watch Charmed while you're doing your laundry. That's the answer for Charmed. Okay. Right? Laundry, dishes, mopping, Charmed. See, for me, it's The Office. Yeah, no. Yeah. No, there's, that's, like, real life. I don't, mm, not about it. Oh, it's such, it's, uh, it's good though. And it also brings up different topics as well. You get to see, yeah, it is real life, but. I don't consume any real life media. I, I'm Like at all. I'm learning that about you as this podcast goes yeah. on. Yeah. I have very niche interests. My goodness. Yeah. All right then. One of my niche yeah. interests yeah. is this podcast, okay. which thank you so much for listening to us and for giving us the space to do this and have these conversations because they're really fun and I really enjoy getting to share them with all of our listeners. Absolutely. And thank you to Sean McShane for our intro and outro music. And remember, if you're following the moons, you're following us. <laughs> <laughs>